Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy Thursday at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome to Crossbody of Work. My name is Evan. I am Javier. And it is our holiday episode. The day this drops, it is Christmas Eve. Christmas. Merry Christmas to all those who celebrate. Very exciting time. Javier, Merry Christmas. Thank you, Evan. Merry Christmas to you. Uh, When this episode drops, it's Christmas for all Hispanic people because it's Noche Buena, baby. (laughs) Very exciting. Christmas uh, Christmas Day does not matter. <laughs> no. Christmas Day is the day to sleep and relax. <laughs> and watch basketball. And yeah, that is it, is, it. it is the day to watch basketball. The day that we were recording this, to put the, to etch that into history, is Javier's Christmas. Javier, what just happened? Lionel Messi. Lionel Andres Messi. The greatest soccer player of all time. The greatest athlete of all time. I don't give a shit. I'll say it. Uh, has just won the World Cup. It is... In one of uh, the greatest games to ever exist. One of the best finals uh, of World Cup. I've, obviously, it's the best of my lifetime. It's oh, yeah. really one of the greatest ever. Um, it, it's, it, it's, a, it's a moment I cried about three different times throughout the game. Uh, it, it's something like I was in hell for two and a half hours or whatever that was. It, it was not fun. And then just that moment of relief when, when Montiel... Uh, puts the ball left as soon as he kicked it because Lloris was giving me every indication that he was going to go uh to his left or the right yeah. angle and uh I just I knew right away if this guy just kicks it to his left it's good and as soon as he hit it I knew where it was going and I just let out a scream before the ball even went into the goal and Messi won I cried I cried again uh and then they put a weird shawl on him before he could lift the trophy <laughs> weird time kind of ruined things a little bit i'm not gonna lie to you all the pictures are now ruined of that moment but whatever we got the cool one of him kissing the, the trophy it's As like it's, it's like how at my wedding uh my best man got me a spinny like propeller hat and so some of my <laughs> wedding photos of me and me and my wife doing the speech uh i have the hat on and so it's these nice these nice photos and guys have this fucking propeller hat on it's like that except messi won a world cup it's great uh it's two of the most important moments of this year exactly you know, it's it's exactly. it's a wedding and then the most important which is messi winning the world cup i have no qualms with me not being as important as messi uh i will say that i once it was halftime and uh france was down 2-0 i played fortnite <laughs> I said Fortnite. You should have just right. lied to me and said you played Warzone. No, I played Fortnite. It's it's a super fun time. And uh I Are you all might I should have I should have uh been watching. So I missed the first goal, but then I pulled it up once the and then once the second goal happened, I was like, all right, this needs it's to like get a on second my attention. later when the second goal happened. I know. I know. I had just pulled it up. I was like, all right, well let's let's follow along. And then that beautiful second goal by Mbappe happened. I was like, okay. All right, yeah, we're not we're not a soccer podcast. Yeah, we're not, but we are we are all messy fans today. 
today. Even the Ronaldo fans who are yes. terrible people. We like are me. all Messi fans today. Let's talk about the holiday schedule. This is the last episode of 2022. Uh, I, this is my second time doing it because I said 2023 already. I'm going to out myself <laughs> on the podcast. Uh, no episode on New Year's Eve. We're back for January, starting January 7th. Four different excellent wrestlers from Japan. Four different companies being represented in terms of like stars of their company for four weeks. It's going to be very exciting. I'm very, very excited about it. Uh, I'm less excited about the fact that I have to pick the matches, but I'm very excited about it. That's true. You are picking all of the matches. Uh, Maybe (laughs) one, though there's one I'll be able to help you with, but not the others. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much just going to be me Googling best matches. (laughs) Yes, which for a little peek behind the curtain is how we pick a lot of these matches. Uh, The other thing that's happening in January are mini-sodes. You're going to have four different matches that we're covering with one-off watches and recaps and reactions. And you know what? Let's reveal the first one right now. We are going to look at the Alliance versus Team WWF Survivor Series match from Survivor Series 2001. That is the first one we're doing. I'm hyped. I honestly, I don't know that I've ever really properly seen the full match. I saw it it. live, and I can't think of a time I've gone back and watched it since. So, (laughs) it'll be the first time in 20 years. But it's etched in your memory. It really is. It really was. I, you know, nine-year-old me thought the invasion was amazing. I had no, I had no concerns. Now, I realize it was pretty shit. The three, four, four-year-old me just had no idea what was going on. That's true. 25-year-old you still has no fucking idea what's going on, but that's fine. I know. It's okay. Messi won a World Cup. <laughs> so we're here at the holidays. We're going to get into watching Santa's sleigh. Before we do, let's just talk about the holidays in general. You got any big holiday plans? Uh, I mean, my holidays, my Christmas plans every year, basically just uh, Christmas Eve, I go to either my mom's house or uh, we go to one of my aunt's house on my mom's side of the family. We eat a lot of food. Spend a little bit of time as a family, pass out on the couch, open presents as it gets later. Yep. Leave or sleep. I don't know. <laughs> That's usually it. I'm going to go visit family. Uh, wife and I are going to go visit family for a couple of days. And then we're going to thoroughly enjoy that weird no time matters era between like the 27th and the 31st. It It's low key the greatest part of Christmas vacation. The best gift ever was, so I don't know actually what my, my work holiday calendar looks like at all. Like there, there have been some days where I like was fully ready to work. And then my dad was just like, cause my dad also works in the same, uh, system that I do. And he's just like, Oh no, we have the day off. He told <laughs> me that I have the 26th off and it's, it honestly might be the greatest gift anyone's ever given me. That's excellent news. Uh, what about like holiday traditions? What's a holiday tradition you've got? Oh, man. My mom every year makes this thing called uh, pernil, which is like a pork that is just fucking delicious. Yeah. Um, and then she when I lived there, it used to be uh, Christmas Eve. We'd open one present and then after yeah. midnight because my brother and I would always stay up. Oh, yeah. We, uh, she would come back into our room and hand us like our second present. Uh, my mom gets us like little presents. She never gets us like a big thing. Like you know, she'll throw us some pajamas every year. Yeah, always maybe, good. Maybe a hoodie or something like that. She never gets us anything we actually like ask for because we don't <laughs> ask for anything. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, my dad tends to just get me like a sweater or something every year. Um, but no, I mean, my Christmas day plans are literally just wake up late because I passed out from a food coma from the day before and then yep. just turn on whatever basketball game's on. That's fair. We're, uh, I'll wake up Christmas morning family so we'll do that normally i'm on duty to put things together for my my younger siblings like putting like hey help with the lego set or this needs batteries or this i remember one time when they were really little it was a uh a play kitchen and they're like can you help us put it together and put it under the tree and i was like absolutely and that was a huge mistake (laughs) why children's toys are built as if they're fucking like ikea furniture it makes no sense you're like, why aren't there words? Why are there just pictures? The Swedish chef is just yelling at me about how to put together the other thing is I usually watch two movies. There's two night before Christmas movies for me. There one is was mine, one was my wife's. Now we watch both of them together. Uh it is Home Alone, which is my wife's, Ooh. and Love Actually, which is mine. And I will stand by Love Actually being tremendous. I have no opinion. I've seen Love Actually maybe like once or twice in my life. To me, it is perfect. Uh, my Christmas t- movies every year, there's the the two parts of Once Upon a Mouse, Twice Upon a Mouse, the Mickey okay. Mouse like yep. movies that are just little mm-hmm. compilation bits. Um, and then and then there's the, the Jim Carrey, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I already watched that so far this season. Excellent, excellent choices. You know what's a different choice for a Christmas movie? You know what's an interesting choice for a Christmas movie? Santa's Slight. Now, people, if you haven't watched it, we have put this on our Twitter and pinned it. It is the top tweet, is the link to the movie Santa's Slight, a 2005 film starring Bill Goldberg as Santa Claus, a very special type of Santa Claus. A fucking murderous Santa Claus. Yeah, we'll get more into his origin story as we as yeah. we roll through the film because they they do a decent job of explaining it. But man, it is an idea. It's an so here's it's like I said, oh five, directed by a guy whose name on Wikipedia shows up black instead of blue, which is always a concerning thing <laughs> if you don't have your own page. Like I went to go click in the link and I was like, there's no link. This is how he's described on the page for Santa's sleigh. Uh, his name is David Steinman. He is described as a former assistant to Brett Ratner. That's it. Okay. Uh, Brett Ratner also produces this film. Joe, shout out to Brett Ratner. Ugh. We're gonna go through. We're gonna go through the movie. We're gonna break it down. So this is similar to we did this with like the Marine. Uh, yeah. Yeah, is that the only other one we've done? Is that the only other movie we've done? Uh, honestly, at this, I don't know, man. That's the one that had John Cena, so that's the only one I yeah. remember. It's a good one. We're gonna go through and just talk about the movie and things, and we have to start with the opening scene, which to me is is the greatest part of the movie. Dude, we just open up, movie starts, titties on screen, big ass turkey, and a, a woman wanting a Kate Spade purse or whatever. Yeah. The fact that there are people in this movie who are legitimate movie or like TV personalities, like they're famous people. James Conn has a mustache. He is the patriarch of this family. James Conn's an A-lister. He is. Fran Drescher was the nanny. You all know her. She was looking good. (laughs) Fran Fran Drescher looking good. Uh, She's the mom. And Chris Kattan is here. 
like baby blue eyes like fucking snl alum baby don't hurt me chris Catan. Shout out to Chris Kattan. Uh James Conn's complaining about the bird. He said, oh. don't let this bird taste like a shoe like last year. He talks about how he wants the turkey to be moist, and Fran says it's called foreplay, to which he responds, I don't want to screw the turkey. I want to eat it, which I'm glad that that's true. I'm glad you don't want to fuck the turkey. Yeah. And then Chris Kattan and, and Fran just start uh, exchanging uh sexual grabs of each on each other there which lead to a little moment where where she like jumps up and james Conn threatens katan as he should and then uh, a little speech prayer thing from yeah. the, from the daughter i have a question this is on youtube did you watch that on a higher speed no i did <laughs> i watched this at 1.25 i, I was like can't i can't it's an hour 17 it's a very short watch it is a very short watch, but I just couldn't do it. Also, they have a little tiny dog, which is important in a couple of minutes. Uh, tiny dog eats at the table. Thoughts? Like it's one thing if it's a big dog, because mm-hmm. like at that point, like whatever you know, like they're big enough, they're probably going to be able to get over the table anyway. Like they're gonna their heads gonna reach the table regardless. Yeah, like if it's like a if it's like a bigger golden retriever or some shit, like sure, whatever, man. Like and not not like you know set it up a a fucking chair or anything but more just like give it a little plate of some some put it off in the corner of the table where it could reach it and then just let it you know eat off of that a little bit uh or give it a little plate and put it on the floor put it on the floor but don't give it its own spot you know (laughs) one daughter says grace insane grace she says thank you for not making us poor or samoan and I'm like, is this is this a shot at Roman Reigns? Yeah. She is disrespecting the tribal chief in the year of our Lord 2005. What's wrong with Big I really don't understand that line. What's wrong what? with Big Samoan? I have no idea. It's just, just racist. That's all it is. Could you imagine if <laughs> the second she says that, you just hear Paul Heyman just pop up and be like, excuse me? Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> my name is Paul Heyman. But we don't get Paul Heyman. We get Santa Claus comes through the chimney. Yeah, and then it bursts through the chimney like he's fucking Kool-Aid, man. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah! Takes off his hat, perfectly tosses it onto the hook. Goldberg with the hair, which, by the way, they still left like a major bald spot right in the front. It's stressful being Santa. Like, it's a lot of pressure leading up to one event. Like, how long in the year do you think Santa is actually relaxed? Like, when does he ramp back up for the for the Christmas? Look, man, I just feel like if you're, like, a magical being like that who's actually able to do that job, like, it's like that, you know? Like, I feel yeah. like you're done pretty quickly. Also, if you're a magical being, you could, get, you could, like, roll yourself some hair plugs. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not him. Um, anyways, he, he, he perfectly throws the hat at the hook. I don't know. If, I don't remember if he says a line. But he punts the dog. <laughs> The best thing in this movie happens three minutes and 44 seconds in. Something like that. He, the little tiny dog, a little Pomeranian comes running at him and he punts it directly into the ceiling fan. This is Oscar bait. That's what this is. (laughs) Uh, Then he recognizes the biggest threat being James Caan and stabs his hands into the table. He jumps like he's fucking Drax the Destroyer with two knives and just stabs him straight in down. Uh, he turns over 
the daughter, one, the daughter who's the Samoan hater, I guess, uh, screams. He does. He goes like, <laughs> like just makes a face and goes, Egh. and she faints, falls backwards, and somehow gets her throat impaled on something on the dog bed. The dog had a little bed that had like four posts, like it was a fancy oh dog God. bed, and she got impaled on the dog bed. He gets threatened by Catan, uh, and just fucking kicks him through a cupboard. Yeah, which. That's it. James Catan or, or uh, Chris Catan. Chris Catan, just done. Just done. Um, Fran Drescher gets her hair lit on fire because he gets a little vodka and a lighter and just decides to fire it up. Yeah. Chestnuts roasting on an open <laughs> <Yeah>. fire. <laughs> uh, he bludgeons one person with like, a with hammer. Table, table leg. Yeah, like a little thing, and then grabs the tree off the top and just throws it like a ninja at one of the daughters that tried running away. One of the daughters, yeah, she scurries away, he grabs the Christmas tree star and shurikens this woman in the back. Oh, we missed it. He he drowns Fran Drescher in eggnog after he lit her head on fire. Ah, uh, yeah, yes, yes, he did. Yeah. Uh, which egg eggnog? Terrible, right? I've never had eggnog. I'm going to be completely because, honest. Because here's the thing. There are no other nogs. There's no other nog. I've never I heard of another nog. Neither do I. And that's the thing. Is if somebody, if it was like egg, but you can't describe it, how he's going to describe it. Egg milk? That sounds terrible. Egg juice? Worse. You know what I mean? But nobody's ever shown up and been like, Evan, you want some vanilla nog? And I'd be like, oh, maybe I like nogs. Maybe we'll give egg nog a try. No. What the fuck is nog? I have no idea. Um, I, 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 I don't honestly want to know. But maybe I'll try it one day. I don't know. I'm Dominican. My family's Dominican. We don't drink eggnog. No, eggnog's disgusting. He turns his attention back to James Caan, who is who trying has been to watching use... this with his hands stabbed into the table. Yeah, straight up impaled. Uh, and he's just like trying to use his mouth to remove one of the knives. Uh, Santa grabs a turkey leg, takes a bite out of it. And then just fucking sets it up on the table like he's goddamn John Wick with a pencil and just slams James Khan's head straight down on the turkey leg, killing him. We are seven minutes in. That is my favorite kill of the movie, the turkey leg one. I'm gonna. I have a top five later that we we'll, we'll summarize. But okay. uh, we're seven minutes into the movie. It's peaked, right? It's peaked. All the A-listers are gone. <laughs> All the A-listers are gone. Even the C-listers. Uh, Sorry, Fran, but come on. Oh, that is that is nanny disrespect. But come on, yeah, yeah. let's be real here. All right, so we get the we get the opening credits. Uh, we get we see a deli. We meet our main character's name is Nick Yuleson because of course his name is Nicholas and his last name is Yuleson. Inexplicably, when we meet him, he is wearing the hockey jersey of my hometown Ontario hockey league team. My like because Ontario Hockey League is like the big one of the big feeder systems for the NHL, and I looked at it, I was like, that looks no, that's the minor leagues. Oh, yeah, (laughs) like it to say the OHL is essentially college football to the NFL, right? It's that's that for hockey, anyways. I was looking, I was like, that looks familiar. He's just wearing a Sioux Greyhounds jersey, it it makes no sense. I mean, go hounds, but. Like what? Because this movie takes place in Alberta. That's where we are. We're in Alberta. Which, when you visited Canada, I described to you as the Texas of Canada. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's it's Canadian Texas. Considering you know some of the people that some of the characters of this movie, that makes sense. Yeah, right. 
Uh, so we meet Nick, who works at this deli with a girl named Mac, uh, Ma- Mary Mac McKenzie, and it's run by Mr. Something. Don't remember his name. Uh, but uh, he's the, the deli owner. He's, he's played by Saul Rubinek, who, have you ever watched The Brown. Hunters? Yeah, I know who Saul Rubinek is. Yeah. Dude, he's good. No, not all A-listers are gone. I'm B. B. B tier. I don't understand the fact that the old lady comes in, gets mad at the Jewish guy for using politically correct language, wishes her a Merry Christmas, and she tells him to go fuck himself. I was like, well, who is this old lady? Why are you, why are you the worst person? You're the biggest seal so- in the movie. Uh, thank you. Go fuck yourself. She starts driving home. Yep. Uh, you see Santa pulling up behind her. Santa, instead of reindeer, has this massive buffalo. He does. Uh, and he's like telling her to move. He's, uh, he quotes ludicrous. He says, move, bitch. Get out the way. Yes. She sticks a middle finger out the window, tells him to suck it. So Which, he runs her off the road. Great wrestling reference. And yeah. It, of course, when he flips her off the road, she, the car catches fire. So yeah. Santa's just collecting bodies at this point. Cut what back we, to the shop. We got Nick and we got Mac. Uh, what are your thoughts on Nick? He, he you know, I, I will say this. Kind of reminds me a lot of myself. <laughs> really? How I so? am very much not like a a, a, a leader. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm a protagonist that does not want to be the protagonist. Unwilling protagonist. <laughs> yes. And that is very much what Nick strikes me as here. He's just a weird guy who's, I, I don't want to say he's not confident. He's just not like a, a charismatic, like leader, you know, whereas he pairs himself off with Mac, who is his love interest, who is very much a leader, <laughs> very much like an assertive person. Nick reminds me of Huey from The Boys. I have yet to see The Boys. Oh, you would like that. That wor- that, that reference worked for, for some myself. people. Where Huey just doesn't doesn't really want to be there, but he'll he he's he's there. He's in. He just I don't really want to be here. So uh, Mac, Mac, Mac has good instincts and is like, let's do stuff. Mac is essentially like, I am into you, you idiot. Nick's like, what? Why? No, they know. They know. They, he knows. He knows, he's but he just doesn't very, do anything. He's just very weird about it. He's uh, very weird. So the deli owner gives them each a gift. Uh, Wisconsin snow globe for Mac for some fucking reason. And then a world clock for Nicholas. Yeah. In the, uh, the person who plays Mac is a famous actor, Emile de Ravin. She was on Lost as Claire. She was Belle on Once Upon a Time. Uh, she was in the Hills Have Eyes. Like she has oh, been, yeah. yeah. She's the she's the girl in the Hills Have Eyes. She has been in quite a few things, and this was her second ever movie. Hey man, launched a career. Started from the bottom. Now we here. Launched her career. Uh, Nick had an electric scooter before it was cool. I fucking love scooters. I love them. I, if I could get around in a scooter, all th- I'm talking like the ones you stand on, not the Wally. Yeah, the electric ones. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I don't. I don't think you're talking about a razor here. No, I'm talking electric. But he tries to get on it, and it just doesn't start. So he has to get a ride home in Max truck. 
Yeah, which is like the stereotypical, like, we live in the middle of nowhere pickup truck. It's what I assume every car in Alberta looks like. We get to Nick's house. We're going to take a break. When we get no, back. No, 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 oh, no. Okay. Before this break, we need to talk about this. Because there is a Christmas rap song that she is singing in the car on the drive back. That was so cringe. She is, it is like the whitest thing I've ever seen in my life is seeing that woman enjoy that song. And we've seen Kurt Angle rap. And that's exactly. the other whitest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it is really cringy. It's, it's, why so we need, it's why we need a break. To regroup. Uh, we're going to take that break. When we get back, we're going to get introduced to the next most important person in this whole show, Nick's grandpa. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Back from the break, Nick's got a grandpa who doesn't like Christmas. He pretty much lives in a bunker. Yeah. <laughs> like they, Their house is... There's like three different sets of keys. It's like an there's escape two, room to get in. two keys to get in. There's one hidden under a rock. Yeah. Uh, there's one hidden inside of some sort of ornament on the wall. Uh, uh, it's a, it's the it's the weird like circular temperature. Like the wrong. Yeah. 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 He, he opens it that way. And then once he's inside, he has to turn off the alarm system. It's a fucking escape room. But to get Which, in. It's, it's way, like the it's what's that reverse uh, battle royal match that that TNA has King of the Mountain. The King of the Ma- it's the King of the Mountain match of entrances. By the way, I have to, I have to, I have a quip with this because okay. so he turns off the alarm here. But later on in the movie, there's two separate occasions where they open and shut the door while and all this stuff and no alarm. Yeah, because you think this movie gives a shit about consistency? <laughs> yes. We should always give a shit about consistency. Anyways. Oh, we haven't even talked about the name of this town yet. They live in Hell Township. Brother, you think that's the worst part. So Nicky can't find his grandfather. So he sits down and watches a, a football game. Evan, did you happen to catch a glimpse of the name of this no. bowl? This What's bowl the, game that he's watching. What's the name of the bowl game? HornyAsianWives.com Bowl. <laughs> the humor in this movie if I was 13, I would have been like, this is the greatest movie of all time. I was laughing like a freaking motherfucker when I watched this shit. But also, I was eight. So. There you go. Uh, so, Grandpa jump scares Nick in the basement because the lights go out. Nick goes to, to investigate. Uh, they get, he gets jump scared by his grandpa. Uh, grandpa was tinkering with some like Christmas weapons in the basement, like a nutcracker that could shoot things. Uh, and also shows Nick the bunker he plans on spending Christmas in. After giving him a backpack that is like a record player that plays music through this old-timey headphones, 
you know, like a CD player. Like the youths use. We get Santa. Uh, a little, little, little Santa aside here. Little Santa skit. Uh, he poses as a Salvation Army person. He gets mugged and kills the guy with a candy cane through the eyeball. That he was just chewing on. He, yeah, he sharpened, sharpened it. it. Have you ever and done that? He, no. Not not stab a person. I'm talking like made the candy cane sharp. I've, I've only ever had a candy cane like three times in my life, probably. Really? I don't know. I it's not that I think they're bad. I think I like the minty flavor. It's pretty good. But I don't know, man. I'm just not a big like candy person most of the time. So. But I feel like it's like the number one thing that gets given out around the holidays. Like no, because my mom's like whenever she would get them, she would just she had like these fake ones that she would put on the tree. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, at school we would just get like either like a, like a baked good or like a, some sort of like gummies, like candy gummies or some shit like that. Like we wouldn't ever really, I wouldn't really get candy canes. I feel like every year, like walking around, I end up just ending up with a fucking candy cane. Like it's attached to a Christmas card or uh, some business is giving them out or whatever. I got this big bag of mixed assorted gummies for the holidays for my job. But no candy canes. Damn. Uh, Mac shows up to the house and gives Nick a gun, but it's actually a transformer. Uh, and I believe this is when he says, "I'm as happy as a Make a Wish kid." Yeah, that's a it's a weird thing. Was John Cena going to show up? <laughs> anyway, so they start talking about why Santa, why Grandpa doesn't fuck with Christmas and Santa and all this stuff. Yeah, uh, and at one point he says, "Santa hasn't always been the lovable poster boy for Coca Cola." And then just lets a fart rip right in Nikki's face. Yeah, it's weird. Then we get a, a cutaway to Dave Thomas, a Canadian acting treasure, acting as the pastor. Uh, and the pastor is talking about wanting to give, he wants to convince people to give more from his congregation. He gets off the phone with his wife and goes to Gold Diggers, the strip club. Tonight, Tess Tickler. That name, that's pretty good. Uh, we get a little backstory on the Santa thing too. Uh, oh yeah, we do get a little bit more backstory at that point. You're right. Yeah, we get we get the Book of Claws, which is Norse. Uh, this is a Norse family, I guess. Uh, he says Santa is the basically. So there were two immaculate conceptions. The first was Jesus Christ, Son of God. The second was Santa, the Son of Satan. Santa was, yeah, the result of a virgin birth produced by Satan. Christmas was the day of slang for Santa until the year uh, 1005. Yes. We'll talk about how he stops his his whole slang in a minute, but... Yeah, Mac shows up with a fake gun that turns into a Transformer. Yeah, I mentioned that one. That's the Make-A-Wish. She brings a Wolverine meat that looks fucking... The less said about that, the better. And then we're at the strip club. Yeah. So Tess Tickler is performing. Everyone's happy. Uh, Santa shows up. He gets valet parking, which confused me at first, but makes sense in a minute. Yeah, the valet gets yeeted into the little thing by the buffalo who just pulls away. It's not going to fuck. Uh, Santa kills the bouncer with a wreath. I liked this this kill. I liked it. Uh, there are full-on titties on YouTube. I didn't even know this was possible. I hadn't even put that together. <laughs> Yes, this is on YouTube, and this is uncensored. There's YouTube uh, titties on the YouTube. Santa just goes, ho, ho, hoes. Uh, kisses Santa, a stripper. Kiss, kisses a waitress. She was carrying a tray. 
her titties are packing, man. Um, anyways, a bouncer comes it's, it's over. because they were under mistletoe. Bouncer comes over. Santa kills him. Uh, come, then comes over the bartender, bartender and just a random patron, patron yeah. Yeah. who retaliates for that. They grab an axe and a shovel off the wall, like a pickaxe and a shovel. Yeah. Santa beats them with a table. He pins them down with the table. This is maybe the funniest bit of the whole movie coming up next. He 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 gets to a stripper pole. A he stripper goes, slides down the pole yeah. to, to escape. He wants to grab the pole, and then he was like, oh, and so he sanitizes it. And he grabs the pole. <laughs> uh, finishes off with two dudes. One of which he just like basically the guy goes in with the pickaxe. Santa puts up the pole. The pickaxe rebounds, stabs the dude in the head. Yeah, it's like anytime someone does the chair shot and hits the ropes and they get themselves. Yeah. Uh, worse. The other one, he like set him up against a wall, tossed him the the pole, and then the guy catches the pole. Santa kicks it up. It breaks a light, and as it breaks the light, electrocutes the guy. The most surprising final destination death of all. Sure, man. Um, and then at one point as he's walking out, he breathes out a little piece of coal that's on fire into his hand, throws it on the ground, lights the place on fire, and says, Naughty! And burns it alive. We can, all, we, all the waitresses and all the strippers are dead. We cut back to the outside. The buffalo's fucking eating the valet. Well, it's because you, know, you gotta feed your horses, you know? It's not a horse. <laughs> you gotta feed your buffaloes, man. <laughs> uh, Santa goes to sleep while they watch some like car thing on the TV. They discuss how weird the grandpa is. Uh, Nikki insults Mac's father, to which Mac is just like, you know what? Fuck this. She goes, you have my number. Call me when you're ready for a more mature relationship. And this is when I realized Nikki, not a Riz God. <laughs> Nikki, no Riz. They call no him Nicky Norris. Exactly. Uh, then we dive into the, the... So Nick starts talking to his grandpa. Or is this he talked to him or no? He reads the book. He reads the yes, book. To yeah, get the, the book meaning. is still there. He knows uh, Norse or language or whatever. Nordic it's language. It's Icelandic. He knows Icelandic or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Uh, so he reads the rest of the book. Apparently the backstory is God sent down an angel in the form of an old man to talk to Santa. Yeah. Uh, they played game where it, it, they were on ice there was a hole in the ground i guess santa was like fishing or some shit uh they played a game where they made a bet because santa's apparently a gambling man uh and it was whoever could get the a rock closest to the hole without making it in uh wins the bet if santa had uh lost the bet he had to be nice or not slay on on christmas for a thousand years yeah I don't remember the the other side of the bet. <laughs> I don't remember what it was either, but Santa loses. Also, this is just a game of curling. It's scumbag behavior too, because so Santa goes first. He gets it as close as humanly possible to the hole without getting it in. And then the grand and then the freaking uh, the, the angel, old man shows up, just knocks his fucking rock into it without knocking his own rock in, and wins. Some bullshit. I'd be yeah. pissed if I was Santa. Have you ever seen curling? Uh, that one World Cup uh, 2018 in Pyeongchang. Yeah. That was the only time. This is pretty much just curling. This is this is aggressively Canadian of an idea. 
It's pretty dope, though. I'll be honest. Curling's fun, man. I like it's, it. You just see people sweeping at a very fast rate. It's pretty yeah. dope. Also, the this part of the story is told with like a knockoff of those old like Frosty Rudolph cartoons from Christmas. You know, <laughs> like the like stop motion yeah. animation. I love those ones. Oh, those are great. Um, then Nikki gets on this computer, goes on to the live Santa tracker, has no, a live no, no. chat. He, first, he Googles him. And by Google, instead of using Yahoo, he uses Hoo-ya. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then goes on the NORAD Santa tracker. He asks if the tracker is real. The guy asks how old he is, which it's never good. If a, if a stranger asks you how old you are on the internet lie no just don't goes, say anything. 16 the guy goes santa's not fucking real you idiot and neither is this tracker because he wanted to know if santa was going to be in alberta it said he was in texas like i said alberta Jesus. is the texas of canada uh santa goes through uh some like christ ornaments come back to santa yeah. It goes through some like set ornaments that someone has set up in their backyard, like a little monument type deal. Beheads like either Jesus or Joseph or right. That's that's Jesus's stepdad, yeah. right? Joseph yeah. or some, well, one of those dudes. He's not the stepdad. He's the dad that stepped up. <laughs> anyway, he got that T-shirt for Christmas. Uh, anyways, uh, and then there there are some kids who who have presents. They're just this? talking shit. They're just little like ten year olds who are swearing like a motherfucker. Their grandmother is pissed about this. She's like, what the fuck? They open their present. The present blows up, and it fucking kills the two little twerps, and the grandma just goes, fuck. Doesn't just kill them. It blows their heads off. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, then uh, go back to the preacher. Back to the preacher. He says the strip club was full of heathens because he's a piece of shit who escaped. That night, we get some of the names. Okay, list the names for the people. Tess Tickler, of course. Tess Tickler, Crystal Candy, oh, and my personal favorite, Dixie Wrecked. Did Jerry Lawler ghostwrite this movie? There was another one, but I couldn't quite make out what it was. I couldn't make out what it was either. Those are the three I had too. But then we get cut to Santa, and he's at the deli. He sees Mister Green, which is the name of Saul Rubinek's character. There he is. Uh, Saul tells him it's closed. Don't come in. It's Christmas Day, Santa. Fuck off. Santa's pissed about this. Santa kicks the door in, switches the sign to open, by the way. Very important. Yes. Then spears Mr. Green through the deli counter. With? Yeah, so he fucking spears him because it's, you know, Bill Goldberg. He has to get his shit in. Which he doesn't Um, hit a single jackhammer this whole movie. A bit disappointing, not going to lie. Very. And then he turns. There's a menorah on the deli counter. Yeah. Because I guess Mr. Green is Jewish. He is, yes. Uh, he hangs him up on the wall and then fucking impales him into the wall by the neck with the menorah. Yeah. Tough. I don't know if this movie upset the Jewish people of around the world, but man, this was not a kind movie to people of that faith. Here's the interesting thing. You ready? Most of the people in the movie are Jewish, like the actors. Uh, the fucking main actor is Jewish. Yeah. Fucking Bill Goldberg is Jewish. Like Bill Goldberg used to not work shows on Jewish holidays. Like yeah. when he was a professional wrestler. Also, also kind like, of a scumbag move by Mr. Green to close down shop on Christmas Day, even though he's fucking Jewish. 
But anyways, it doesn't matter because Goldberg walks out. Also, the entire family at the beginning, you know, Fran Drescher and Jay, everybody there is Jewish. All the actors there are Jewish. Isn't that weird? Isn't that wild? Like what the it was fuck an is in- going on? It was an in-joke. They were like, you know what? Fuck it. This is funny. Jesus so, Christ. Yeah. Uh, so he walks out. There's a bunch of uh, Hasidic Jews right there. Yeah. I believe that's the correct yeah. way. Santa just let, lets him go. Santa's, Santa's got other things on his mind. Yeah, he sneers at them. Also, he's eating chowder. He just killed a man just so he could eat some fucking chowder. He does just get a thing of chowder, which... From a deli. Deli chowder is a risky move. That is a wild thing. Um. Anyways, Nick, we come back to Nikki. Nikki's at a gas station. Who is the cashier? It's Zeus, a.k.a. Tiny Lister, a.k.a. A- Debo from Debo. Friday. He's he's speaking in a thugged out voice. Uh, Nikki goes to buy gum. He says that there's no gum because the gum driver died at the fucking gold diggers <laughs> incident last night, which I guess that's who the patron was. Um, and there was a pretty racist moment, not going to lie. Uh, pretty racist moment here. Uh, and D- he goes, so Nikki just asks him, like, what, what, what's he doing up here? I've never seen you before. Yeah, why? Because the only black guy in this movie... Uh, can't can't be can't be in in fucking Alberta, Canada. Can't no, happen. Apparently not. Scumbag. He goes too much violence in the hood. And that's why he has a police scanner on. Nick hears the police scanner and says there's vandalism near the deli. So he runs over, sees Mister Green, who is somehow still alive for a minute. Also, how is he there before the cops? Great question. Uh, he tells Nick that there is a Santa Claus, and that he's violent. Uh. And then Nick inexplicably attempts to get him down. Like, you got to just call, go call for help. Don't tr- don't touch the body because it incriminates yeah. you. The cops show up and they don't immediately incriminate Nicky, which is a bit weird. Not going to lie. No, they just say something isn't kosher here. They're do- they're working bits like it's CSI Miami. And they take all the, the Jews who were there previously and Nicky down to the station. Yes. Also, Nick now has a Flin Flon hockey sweater. Flin Flon being a real place in Manitoba. We're just going to completely gloss over that one. Uh, Nikki calls Mac. Yeah. Then has a weird conversation with like a reception guy there, whoever the fuck that dude is. Oh, that's, about, Sar- that's Sergeant Dick Zucker. About uh, Cock and Bush. Yes, because there's two cops, Bush and Cock, and how Dick Zucker prefers Cock over Bush. Like I said, 13-year-olds, the prime market for this. Me. It was me. Um, yes. at, at, se- at 7 p.m., which I guess is the is the midnight time down in the pole, up in the pole, I should say, uh, it's going to be Santa's powers are gone. He's no longer a killing machine. Captain calls Nikki. Uh, the captain is cock, by the way. Captain cock uh, calls Nikki nuts like his grandfather. And, well... <laughs> We 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 exit out to the, the two arresting officers in the hallway who are who on a map point out that the killings are in the form of a Christmas tree. Yeah, how very festive. You also, put the, the North Pole running on uh, Greenwich Mean Time is correct. That's that's the truth. I learned something from this movie. Oh, I good hate, for the I hate that I learned something from this. Hey man, you you gain something valuable from this experience. Yeah. Uh, Santa arrives at the police station. After Mac bails out Nick. Yes, after Mac bails out Nick. Actually, I think he was free to go. I think he was just a witness. That they yeah, Mac, pick, Mac picks him up, yeah. 
Yeah. After after he, she picks him up, uh, Santa arrives, kills the captain immediately by tasing his nuts. Chestnuts roast. <laughs> uh, he also killed all the cops before that. You and see, the greatest one is that he, for some reason he outlined the body of one of them on the ground in chalk. And I don't know why you would do that. He hung up the other one with the Christmas tree pins or the pins that on the map that pointed yeah. out they were like, oh, the killings look like Christmas trees. Santa had a lot of time. Yeah. The cop was hung by the map with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. All right. We're going to take a break because Santa's going after our boy Nick and his, his friend Mac in a minute. But we're going to need a break first. We'll take a break. And then Santa's getting some blood. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Back from the break, and Nick and Mac are in their truck, in Mac's truck, and a cop car is coming to pull them over. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. They pull over because they think it's a cop. Good instincts. Nikki, in the mirror, though, sees that the cop is Santa. Santa jumps into the truck bed and onto the roof of the the car. Mac has a shotgun under her passenger seat. Because her dad is a big NRA guy. Apparently. Uh, She's trying to explain to Nick how to shoot the gun. By the way, the NRA being a thing in this movie is wild. Because is the NRA a thing in Canada? No. We have, stand for National Rifle Association, which yeah. means it's a U.S. thing. Yeah, we have a gun lobby, but like not like you guys do. We we have the gun lobby. USA, USA. Fucking idiots. Um, <laughs> anyways, they top gun Santa, which basically means slam the brakes. Yep. Uh, it doesn't work. He just falls back into the into the bed of the pickup truck. But then uh, Nick, Nick finally figures out how to use the shotgun and shoots him. Yeah, to which he's not phased. He just falls off the truck. Yeah, he got, just got bumped out of the truck. They get to Nick's house. They go to the bunker that saves themselves. They see on a camera that there are carolers approaching the house. Santa fucking mercs the carolers. He military press slammed one of them, and she broke her neck. Onto like the, the little like fencing on the yeah, porch. The little railing. Yeah, the little railing. Uh, at one point, uh, Santa picks up the fake gun that turns into a transformer, and he goes, I gave this to Sean McKenzie in 86. He's a queer. Is that what he said? I did not. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sean McKenzie is Mac's brother, who the running gag this entire movie has been that he is a closeted homosexual. This is the, this is the worst movie. So uh, we spent an hour and a half of our Christmas 
doing that. I'm so glad people are listening to us talk about this. Thank you for joining us. I hope you watched it too. It's the worst. Please experience it with us. It's it's a really fun hate watch. Absolutely. An excellent hate watch. Uh, this They all head into the bunker, so this is the line that Nick says. Trapped in a closet on Christmas with Santa trying to murder us. How fucked up is that? Yeah. It just gave me strong hurricane vibes. What's up with that? <laughs> they they went through a, a sneaky like tunnel door that the grandfather had in the, in his bunker. They end up in a garage. Uh, Santa finds the book, sees grandpa on the camera in that garage. And he knows, Oh, we got to go. Yeah. Uh, at one point, so the two kids are on snowmobiles and they're like, Oh, we got to do some shit. Uh, Nikki's able to get his snowmobile going. Mac is having trouble with, it's with the her first time in this whole movie where Nick has been able to do something. Mac can't. Yeah, Mac is Mac is having trouble with her. Santa realize or uh, the grandfather realizes he has to stall, so he has a Mexican standoff with Santa Claus, where they're just trading barbs. Santa goes, or oh, uh, Grandpa decides to unleash his inner Scott Steiner. He's, he's fat. <laughs> he's packing two. He's packing two bills these days. To which Santa goes, Mrs. Claus, she's one hell of a lo- of a cook. He's doing the best he can to delay it, but at one point, the buffalo comes over, tramples grandpa. grandpa yeah, Santa off. comes, stomps on him to finish the job, yeah. and goes, aw, grandpa got run over by a reindeer. That made me legitimately laugh. I love the movie Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Uh, There's a movie? Oh my God! Grandma got run over. I mean, I've heard I've heard the song. I've sung it many yeah, times. Yeah, the grandmother who gets run over, and then there's like a whole police thing about it too. And they find Santa, and they're like about to arrest. They arrest Santa. He has to have a trial and everything. It's great. It was on Cartoon Network. It's an animated movie. Is it like Law and Order? <laughs> uh, uh, Santa. They the Mac just tra- just gets on Nikki's snowmobile. They they huck it out of there. Uh, Santa starts flying over them and tossing explosives in the form of present boxes at them here's the thing i like about santa even he had a thousand years that he had to be good and in that time he decided that when he gets to be bad he's still gonna keep like a theme he's still gonna be festive with it you know like he's like look if i'm gonna have my grand re-entry into being a piece of shit i'm gonna you know, i'm gonna make little present bombs i'm gonna stab people with candy canes i like One it of the- what if the explosives does tip them over a little bit? Nikki manages to save it in a very cool slow-mo action shot. <laughs> the chase scenes, and I use chase in quotation marks, but like maybe some of the worst like cinematography I've ever seen in my life. Anyways, Santa gets real close, and then Mac just turns and punches the buffalo. Mac is dope. Mac is great. Maggie's a lucky son of a bitch. Mac is throwing hands. She has instincts. She's a ride or die. And yeah. Nikki's like trying to fumble that back. So his if this was if these two were in like The Walking Dead, Mac would be thriving and she would have a picture of Nick in a locket because he got killed fucking immediately. He died immediately. He's he's early seasons Glenn, let's be honest with ourselves. Aww. I love Glenn. Um, they get to like this little like square type deal, and we have like a bunch of Christmas carolers led oh, by no. Santa Claus. No, 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 they are not carolers. They are, and I don't know why this is a popular thing on Christmas. They are a bell choir. You know what a bell choir is? Uh, it's a choir that has bells. Where they, but they don't sing. They just ring the bells to make songs, and it's it. 
when it's really good, it sounds fine. If it's not anything close to really good, it sounds awful. Anyways, the the head of it is this guy dressed up as Santa. Who is the preacher? Pastor Timmons. Uh, Santa scares all of them up, and it. So at the back of his sleigh, he has like rocket jets or whatever. Yeah. And he drives by the tree, lights it on fire with a jet. <laughs> he runs over the preacher, uh, who ends up just sitting next to Santa. Santa <laughs> looks over, punches him, and knocks him out. Mac and Nick do the most teenager thing of all time and decide to hide at their high school. Because of course they do. It's the only place they could think of. Nikki can't break the window, so Mac does. Goldberg could have given him so many tips on punching windows with your arm. Like, Goldberg is so good at that. That's like, if you think of Goldberg, what are the things you think? It's unbeaten streak. It's it's inexplicably winning the WWE title. And it's punching windows you're not supposed to. Goldberg's so good at it. He could have given him tips. Jesus Christ. Um... Nick uh, finds the nutcracker that we see earlier in the movie, which is basically just a nutcracker that's like a little gun. It fires chestnuts like they're bullets. You're not going to talk about Mac entirely wearing the pants in this relationship going through the window? She has Nick help her up through the window, and Nick can't figure out how to push her through it. Mac's like, do I have to make every move in this relationship? And moves his hands to her boobs and says, just push me. Uh, he So back to the, to the nutcracker. Nick's a bitch. Um, he finds a little tag that says the only worthwhile gift is a practical one to which he gets a little, we have a little emotional moment. Disagree. There are some good non-practical gifts. Get me another PS5. I'll be happy with it. You flip it. Uh, Santa gets to the school, removes his coat and gets ready for murder. Um, they decide to go on the offensive. Yeah. Uh, they're running around the school. It's really dark. They, their light, their flashlight won't work. So Santa helps them out with a flashlight candy cane. Santa then says, who's your daddy? Father Christmas. Like that's this whole movie was leading up to that line. Like that was that was the line. He breathes coal fire at them like he's fucking yeah. Bowser. He spits fireballs. He's Bowser, man. Do you um, think the new Super Mario movie is going to be good? I am so excited. It's honestly, it's it might be the most the movie I'm most excited for for 2023. I weirdly think it's going to be really good. It, I think it's going to be like the Lego movie where I don't know what to expect and then I walk out and I'm like, holy shit, that was really good. Everything about it looks good except for fucking Chris Pratt's voice acting of Mario. Yes. Which I can I can live with. If yeah, the rest I'll- of it's going to be excellent, I can live with that. Yeah. Um, They hide in the library. Mac accidentally knocks down a book, which exposes where they are. Santa sees them in a mirror, throws like a little ornament at him, which tear ends up being smoke, like a tear gas. Yeah. Uh, Santa fucking rocks Nikki by throwing a book right at his head. Santa with a great toss. Santa's yeah. got a great arm. The opposite Santa, of Kirk Cousins. Santa could give Zach Wilson some tips. <laughs> Not Mike White, though. No. Uh, they, they get to an ice rink. They like fall all like, the way. I would the like corner. to put this out there, too. This movie is going to perpetuate stereotypes about Canadian high schools. I have never seen a high school with a rink in it. Okay, that doesn't happen. Either. Though the mall that I in like the town I grew up in did have a hockey rink in the mall. It was like the there was the food court, the <laughs> the sporting goods store, 
the and orange was, Julius. Like, yeah, like the OJ and the and the DQ were all there, and then there was this big rink right along. Play you hockey walk, there. You could walk out of the out of the GameStop and just see a hockey rink. It's it's actually not bad. Uh, Nikki says he has. They have a cute little moment together because they pretty much accept that they're gonna die. Nikki says he has nobody, which is a terrible move considering Mac is right there. She says he also has her. Also, like I understand, like I have nobody left. It's like, yeah, dude. Like, could you say that after your grandpa's? Your grandpa's still warm outside. <laughs> like the body's not cold yet. Well, it's, it, he died in snow. So, uh, anyways, yeah, he says he's glad that she's with him. <laughs> And they go to kiss, but Santa shows up driving a fucking Zamboni. <laughs> and to which Nikki decides the only option I have is to flash my flashlight at him. To which Santa responds, I'm Santa Claus, not fucking Dracula. I will say this. I had been cheering for Nick and Mac up until this point. The second that... Santa shows up on a Zamponi. I was like, all right, I'm cheering for Santa. All right. Santa deserves this. Yeah, because Santa has, like, sauce. He kills people creatively. He's not just – he's going for person kill of the week every time. Uh, Just as he's about to hit them uh, with the Zamponi, the Zamponi is stopped. We look down. We see this, like, aura-looking fucking curling rock thing, whatever those are called. A rock. You got it. and we look to see the angel, the one who made a bet with Santa all those uh, that millennia ago. It's Grandpa. Grandpa was an angel. Grandpa uh, was an the angel. Re- the reason Santa's here on Christmas is because he wants to kill Nick because he is the last remaining Yule son. Grandpa Angel challenges him to a curling match again. If the angel wins, Santa has to be good all the time for always. If the angel loses, he'll become a hell slave for all of eternity. My favorite thing was Grandpa saying that Santa told him that he'd go to hell and back to find him. So Santa, that's the reason why Santa decided, or uh, Grandpa decided to move to Hell's Township. Makes sense. That's how I pick one of them. Santa found them because as a child, Nikki sent a letter to him uh, asking for an easy bake of it and basically gave away the details. Yeah, Nikki fucks up a lot. Yeah, they yeah. do the curling match that you were talking about. Uh, Grandpa goes first, stops it right in front of the hole. Yeah. And then what happens, Evan? Santa decides to toss Grandpa Angel instead and sends him directly into the hellhole. He falls into the hellhole. Uh, Santa is just an all-timer. The clock strikes midnight. Say by the bell. Uh, but Santa says that the time in the pole is discretionary because all the times converge there. So Christmas is over when he says it's over. Nick says, fuck you, and shoots him with the nutcracker from earlier. And it actually causes damage. Yeah, because Santa breathed fire at the exact same time. So the nutcracker goes right through the little fireball and hits Santa in the chest, to which Nicky goes, chest, nut. This scene, and I don't know why I thought about this. I was watching them like, would this would this concept be a good anime? <laughs> like, if it just got to be like even weirder, you know what I mean? Like he had, like, would it wouldn't it would it be a good anime? <laughs> like, it's not a good movie. 
But if we got rid of some of like the the potty jokes and just, I think, it, uh, I think there's something there. The sh- the, so the kids go off to the hole. Grandpa had actually saved himself with his. He has like a little like star, like a little winged like thing that he mm-hmm. he stabbed onto the ice to yeah, a little, the, little golden snitch looking thing. Yeah, yeah, to prevent himself from falling down. Um, the kids go to help him as that's happening. Santa goes, "Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night," and drives off in the Samboni. Grandpa Angel says that Santa's powerless now. So Grandpa gets called back to heaven. He can't go with them, but they're going to go. Powerless, you say. What about that fucking fireball he just launched a second ago? It's true. So now they're going to go kill Santa without Grandpa. They go to the skeet shooters who they ran through earlier on the snowmobiles. And uh, they are telling him, hey, this is everything you've ever wanted. It's a flying buck. It's a flying, go shoot the flying buffalo. And they we've st- got fucking Kane here with his little voice. Yes, there's, there's somebody who has a little voice box, which is interesting. Who's still smoking, by the way. I mean, that's just commitment. Uh, they start opening fire when they see Santa. And who who wins? Who hits the sleigh? We finally get a glimpse of Max's father, who launched a fucking rocket out of a bazooka at Santa Hit the buffalo. The buffalo fucking exploded. Mm-hmm. Uh, lands all over, which is interesting. We'll get to that in a second. So we clearly see like meat and shit and goop and all that stuff fall all over them. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. Uh, back, they come back to the school. The preacher is dressed as Santa, who's dressed as Santa, is put through a flagpole um, to which Sean, Max's uh, brother, says... Oh, that's unfortunate. I was his <laughs> altar boy. Yeah, just some weird, weird choices to say these things. Um, Nikki, go- the book is underneath the preacher. Nikki goes, he grabs it. Santa is gone. Santa is nowhere to be found. Um, Nikki does the like. He 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 says, uh, "Hey, Mac, come down here. Look at this. Oh my God!" She looks down. He's doing the little circle thing. You know this? Yeah. This, this deal. Yeah, the, the circle. Little circle thing. Yeah, if you put it beneath your hip and someone looks at it, you can punch him. Yeah, yeah, and he, she goes, "Oh, you son of a bitch!" They kiss. Um, the rainbow <laughs> buffalo is on the hood of someone's car as like a. Pelt. It's on the hood. It's it's on the hood of Max Dad's car, which it's like almost whole on the hood. I thought this thing fucking blew up. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, but none of this movie does. Uh, Santa is getting on a flight from Winnipeg to the North Pole, and his his ticket says Mr. Satan. Actually, it's pronounced Satan. <laughs> and he's dressed like a fucking biker with his braided beard and everything. And the end of the movie, the clip that happens at the very end doesn't show up. The very end of the movie is Santa looking down the camera and saying, Who's next? We didn't get the Goldberg line in this clip that we found on YouTube. It's very depressing. How did you know that? Because I looked it up. I was like, that can't have been the ending. No. After the credits, Santa is seen looking over his naughty list, and when he looks into the camera, he says, who's next? Oh, my God. So they left it open for a sequel. As they should have. No, they should not have. You're just a hater. I am a hater. Um, Rank the top five kills. Number one is the James Conn turkey Turkey leg. leg. Yeah. Number Number two, two for me, is is the pole electrocution. That's four for me. Uh, number three is 
I like the 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 Christmas star thing. That is three for me. Um, number four, mm, San, uh, Grandpa getting run over by the buffalo. Yep. And then number five for me, oh, probably the old lady because I like the comeuppance. Ah, uh, so I've got one turkey leg, uh, two punt the dog. <laughs> It's, it's the dogs. It's the first thing that happens. It's a tone setter, okay? First thing that happens in the movie. Santa busts through like the Kool-Aid man. And we all know people with annoying tiny dogs, right? I'm not saying we want to kick them into ceiling fans. My girlfriend's a neighbor. What, see? Everybody's got one little dog that they're like, mm-hmm. It's like a violent annoyance, too. It's like super violent. It's like I got near it and it was like, and then one day it was like, I saw it in the hallway and it was like barking at me like violently with like murderous intents in his eyes. And I get close to it. It just backs off. Yeah. Talk that talk. Uh, so that's two, three. I'm going to go with the electrocution Four shuriken tree star to the back and five drowning in eggnog as a way to put out your flaming head. Poor nanny Fran Drescher. The best thing about this movie. This is the real best thing about this movie. This is how Bill Goldberg met his wife. What a neat story. Wanda Ferriton is a stunt performer, and Bill Goldberg met her on the set of this movie, and they married a couple months after. They're still together. Isn't that a wild story? That this movie, it's like how Blake Lively and Ron Reynolds got together because of the terrible Green Lantern movie. Look at how look at how these things can go. What the fuck? Yeah, isn't that wild? Oh my god. What did you think of Goldberg's performance in this movie? I honestly don't know how he could have done much better. Is there a wrestler you wish you could have seen do this in Batista? Dave Batista and or like current wrestler or like ever? ever. Dave Batista is number one. Fair. Dave Batista is number one. Just off of the Drax and Destroyer stuff. He's great at those one liner things. Yeah. Uh The Rock, I know, is probably the person people would have wanted to see the most. Honestly, I think The Rock might be last on the list yeah. for me. He's too charismatic. Um, I think I think Cena might have done a decent job. Uh, he's very good in those one-line things. I think Undertaker could have done this role. No, I think he could have. He doesn't have the. He, he has too much presence. What about, what about Scott Steiner? Scott Steiner absolutely could have fucking done this <laughs> well, easily, easily. Uh, Just to see the buffalo in the sky and holla if you hear me. MJF. Um, <laughs> Chris Jericho, current Chris Jericho, absolutely. Current Jericho, yeah. Current Jericho. I have a good question for you, too. Mick, Mick Foley's retired, right? So he's not yeah. Santa anymore. For, to, for a good Santa, which, what current wrestler do you want to be like the consistently good Santa? Because there's one right like answer. Dressed up as Santa? Dressed up as Santa. There's one right answer. There's one right answer. Man. Do you want me to narrow down the company? Yeah. WWE. Oh god, that didn't narrow it down for me. <laughs> is it Kofi? Not it's Kofi. Woods? Not Woods. It's a tag it's performer say, though. I was supposed to say Black Santa sounds weird. Uh it's a tag performer. Yeah, it's a tag wrestler. Somebody Dominic Mysterio? Somebody at home has gotten it already. The only right answer for Santa Claus now is Otis. <laughs> man, he's not and shit anymore. Yeah, but we just put the fake beard on him. Give him the little <laughs> Santa crop top. Nah, it's Brody King. <laughs> All good answers. 
What'd you think watching this movie? This was fucking great. This was entertaining. Like, I watched this last night at, like, it was, like, midnight. I started watching it at midnight. Um, I also started watching it around then. And I was just like, this This is just, I, I like, this is entertaining. I was entertained, I will say, from beginning to end. It's a terrible movie. Don't get me wrong. I don't think this movie's winning any Oscars. This movie's not winning any awards unless they're, like, bad awards. Unless it's a fucking Razzie or whatever the yeah. fuck. Um, but, man, this shit was entertaining. There was not a single moment where I was like, I don't want to watch this anymore. Like, I, it, it's so hilariously, like, bad and campy and awful and stuff. That it made me want to watch every like from beginning to end. It's it gets worse. Like the like yeah. the movie starts hot and the concept is good, and then it really like falls off a cliff in terms of quality. But that's the point, <laughs> you know. Like no one, like the director, I guarantee you, was like, "Yeah, I didn't think this was going to be my Oscar win," you know. Well, considering he doesn't even have a fucking Wikipedia page, I guess not. Yeah. Do you know what this movie did, like made? Did it make money or was it a flop? I I don't know if it made any does it money. Have a Wikipedia it was, it was page. not. It was. It does have a Wikipedia page. It was not released in theaters. It was released on DVD. Oh, man, I watched this on TV. I remember that. What TV remember. channel will put this on? It was probably like on Cinemax or some shit. I don't know. Spike I a, TV. I had a lot of illegal channels. Which most of them were just movie related, so that's where I watched all my movies. It's a really weird time. It doesn't fit a category. Like it was written as a horror movie. It's it's called on Wikipedia a slasher black comedy, which that's probably that makes sense. Right? Honestly, yeah, it's a slasher. It's a hundred percent a slasher. Um, it's also just a comedy, so it's yeah, it's slashing slasher black comedy sounds right. Which I always thought black comedy was a weird thing for for like those like you know edgy dark comedies. Like just call it a dark comedy. Yeah, it's called dark comedy. I need to watch some good Christmas movies to like regain my Christmas spirit. I don't. This was it. This is all I needed. Give me another Christmas movie recommendation. Give me my Yuletide care. Oh, the fucking Once Upon a Mouse. Easy. Easy. Go. Disney Plus. Yeah, fire up the Disney Plus. Fire it out. Fire that bitch up. Watch the three movies, I believe, or the three shorts uh, on that movie, and you're good. I got fire one. Up the second one right after that too. I got I got one for the kids, for the family. Muppet Family Christmas. It's not the Christmas mm-hmm. Carol. It's not the Muppet Christmas Carol. It's the all of the Muppets end up at Fozzie Bear's mom's house for the holidays, and it's like the Sesame Street characters are there. You know the Muppets okay. are there, the Fraggles are there. It's a great time. Everybody's involved. You know that's that 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 once upon a mouse, twice upon a mouse option was for everyone else. For you specifically, Evan. My homework for you: go watch Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Yes, I need to. My it God, was a network movie. What a what an excellent concept for a film. It's excellent. It is now time for us to sign off for the year twenty twenty two. Thank you very much. We are so grateful that you spend time listening to us. This was our most successful year. By far, it's our third calendar year doing it. 2023 will be the fourth different year we've been doing this podcast. Holy fuck. No plans on stopping. We This <laughs> is what we do. This is what I do for fun. You know what I mean? <laughs> Pretty much. Most yeah. people play video games or have a hobby. I do a podcast with Evan. Yeah, we have fun. And the fact that people listen will never not be weird to us, but we're so <laughs> grateful that you do. And we're so thankful you join us. We would still do this if the only person listening was Evan's mother. 
That's right. And she would hate this. She's so glad I have a podcast where I don't talk about wrestling because <laughs> she tried to listen to the wrestling ones and she's like, I don't understand it. But so now she has the other one to listen to instead. Wherever you're listening, be sure to rate and subscribe five stars. It helps out tremendously. Plus, consider it a Christmas gift for the boys. We'll appreciate it very much. Takes like two minutes of your time. Not even. Follow us on social media. Javier, where can people find you on social media? I'm on the Twitter machine at J-M-E-L-O Sports. Sauce the boy a follow. Follow me as well. Add it to Evan Gomes, I-T-S-E-V-A-N-G-O-M-E-S. Follow the podcast, most importantly, on Twitter and Instagram, at Crossbody of Work. You can find the links to all the matches we watch on FullPressWrestling.com. There won't be a post for this, but that's okay. It is the pinned tweet on our Twitter right now. Go and watch it. Go enjoy this weird movie experience with us. Uh, just, it's a, it's a hell of a time. It's an hour of entertaining regret. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the best way to put it. An hour of entertaining regret. Good. You regret it, but you were entertained. You were entertained. Go to fullpressshop.com to cop the merch. If you have some Christmas cash to spend, why not spend it on some cool new shirts supporting one of your favorite podcasts? Not even saying your favorite, just one of your favorites. It is Christmas Eve, like we said at the top when this drops. We assume you're busy if you're celebrating Christmas. If not, Merry Christmas. If you're traveling for the holidays, safe travels. Happy holidays. Have a wonderful time. We'll see in 20 years as well. Yeah, Happy New Year. We'll see you in 2023. It's the end of the year. Javier, any final words for the people? Oh, my God. This week on Life Advice with Javier, we cap off a glorious year of Life Advice. Uh, it, it was absolutely miraculous. I couldn't, I couldn't give you as many highlights as I probably should because let's be honest, there were like 52 of those motherfuckers this year. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, instead, what we're going to talk about this year, we're doing presents. I know this is coming out on the 24th. Yeah. We're not talking about what presents to get. No, we're talking about what to do with the presents. Okay. Um, if you get a present you don't like, honestly... I'm not saying return it because you probably won't be able to because I doubt people put receipts nowadays. But just like try try phasing it out, you know, I, I would say is the best way of going about it. <laughs> try phasing it out. Make sure it's all it's out of sight. If it, depending if it's a clothing item, very easy to do. If it's a thing that people like expect you to have up in your house, very easy to do. Just say, hey, space issue. Yeah. Um, yeah. Phase it out. Get rid of it later. Wait, wait a long while. I'd say, I'd say by the end of the summer it should be gone, but not anytime soon. Here's my my secret tip. Ready? I've never done this. Or at least that's what I'm gonna say on 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 the internet. If you have one that you really don't like or that you don't have use for anymore, do not donate it to a Value Village or Salvation Army in the same town as the person who gave it to you. You have to go off site with that. <laughs> if you, you know, well, like do you don't have experience with this, Evan. <laughs> I'm going to say no. <laughs> so make sure that you just don't have it where somebody could find something that they gave you at, at a local thrift store after they gave it to you. Also, you got to wait an appropriate amount of time. And if it's personalized, you're kind of just fucked. I don't it's know what the, to tell you. It's the garbage. Then it's yeah, the garbage. It's, 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 you got to take it to the junkyard yourself. <laughs> you must appreciate the thought. Also, one exception if any older family member get, makes you a sweater, you wear that shit with pride, okay? Hell yeah. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. I don't care if it's, if it, oh, it makes me itch a little bit. Fucking wear an undershirt then. 
That's why they made them. That's the advice. Wear undershirts under your itchy sweaters. That's it for this week. Thank you for joining us. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. All that shit. We'll see you in 2023 for Japanuary. Talk to you then. Bye. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.